Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. My name is Craig and I've got some amazing guests I'm going to introduce to you here in a minute today. But this is a series called Conversations in Contrast. And we are sitting right now in Shalom, the mobile podcast studio. <laughs> and we are in Lake Forest, California, right? That's right. We're actually in the parking lot of Saddleback Church, an amazing church here in Lake Forest. It is currently 85 degrees outside, and we're in the middle of a trailer. I know that if you're watching this, it looks like we have a set going on, but right over here are my kids' bunks, and right over there is our <laughs> bunk, and Jessica's right here behind camera. But we are traveling from Seattle to San Diego, interviewing leaders, pastors, influencers, people doing significant things in the kingdom of God. And unlike most podcasts, we're actually talking about pain. And uh, if you're new to this series, I just want to let you know why we're doing that. Um, there's so many good things about social media, but one of the unintentional or maybe intentional bad things is that we're teaching a generation of people to look at other people's lives through filters, through highlights from afar, and just see the best stuff. And we all know, well, my life has problems, struggles, and so we're comparing, we're jealous, and we think sometimes, sometimes we think, Everybody else's life is better than mine, especially people that are doing great things. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like the Lord wanted us to pull back the curtain on pain and struggle because what I've found is that most people that are doing significant things in the kingdom, doing awesome things God is using in a mighty way, are not that way because their life has just been absolutely perfect, mm -hmm. but actually the contrary because they've been through the making of a man or a woman of God mm -hmm. through suffering, sorrow, struggle, and that's what God's used to make them, to humble them, to make them to be the person or the tool that could be used in his hand. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that. And so uh, today my guests are George and Tondra Gregory. And if you guys are okay with it, um, I, I've been introducing my guests. Uh, every guest that I have probably could have a, a huge curated bio with all of the highlights and the accolades and all that um but i i, I want to introduce you guys just from the perspective of like if maybe somebody saw you from afar maybe somebody sees what you're doing on social media or, or kind of hears about your job or your role they're not necessarily a close friend they don't know every detail but what they might see from you from afar and then we could talk about the reality of your life because that might be the things that they also don't see. Sure. So this is what I see from afar. We we just met in person today. We've had a few phone calls. This is kind of what I know about you from a, a far cursory level. Uh, George is the chaplain for the Chargers football team, an NFL football team. So just right there to me, it's like, oh my goodness, you're working for the in the NFL. You're leading an NFL football team in a spiritual sense, shepherding these guys. What an amazing thing! But you guys do that together. That's right. And you know, you're ministering to the players and their wives, girlfriends, and all this. So you're working with the NFL. You're also leading a marriage ministry here at Saddleback Church, one of the most influential churches, not only in our country but probably known in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, a massive campus here. Uh, like we're like, where do we even go? It's just crazy. So you guys are doing marriage ministry here. And not to mention Tondra is a, a licensed therapist, counselor, like, and you guys were uh, leaders, pastors in New York City. Yes. Pastoring a church there, you had a practice there. Mm -hmm. and you felt God shift your season. You moved out here to California about six years ago. Yeah. And so what I would say is just looking at your life from afar, man, these guys have an amazing ministry with a significant football team and even beyond significant church and even beyond reaching people online all over the place. Mm -hmm. So either you have gotten these roles and these positions because everything's just kind of been handed to you on a silver platter, everything's great, and now you, I think you focus mainly on marriage ministry, relationship ministry, so I'd imagine your relationship has just been absolutely perfect the whole way. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or there's been some struggle, some difficulty that God's brought you through, and so either it's the former, everything's been perfect, or it's the latter, and you've been through some struggle, and if it is the latter, I wonder if you guys could tell us about some of the struggle that God's brought you through. And if you would, tell us as much as you feel comfortable about the pain, the struggle, the darkness, even maybe the dark night of the soul, 
and you guys are actually the first couple interview that I've done, and so this is gonna be really exciting for for so, us, me and Jess, and our audience. Trend yeah, trendbreakers <laughs> to hear from you guys together of what you've been through. So, who wants to start? Hmm. Well, Craig, way first back. of all, thank you for having mm -hmm. us. Like, uh, for you to pull up in your RV, <laughs> you know, in Cal in Southern California, yeah. for us to do this, uh, we're 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 amazed mm -hmm. and just as. Man, when you were talking about everything that we've done, yeah. don't you get tired? Yeah, I just can't <laughs> believe it. I feel like I'm 20 years old. I can't believe I've lived all of this life. You look 22. Hey. So fun. Go anyway, ahead. That'll get you so, everywhere. So, Y'all, she showed up today <laughs> thinking this is just audio only. We're like, wow, you look beautiful all the time. Then. <laughs> she, she does. You see that smile? That's, that's beautiful. So, so my, when I was in Duke Divinity School, my professor taught us that we're all crooked sticks trying to make straight lines. Mm -hmm. And so Tondra and I, as much as we try to have a perfect marriage or try to have a perfect ministry, we're, we've got some crooked edges and yet we're trying to do this straight thing for God mm -hmm. and helping men and women, right? Especially mm -hmm. in the NFL and pro sports, but just average couples mm -hmm. see how to do it right. And I wish I could tell you, <laughs> I wish we could tell you that yeah. we've done it all right, right? There's, yeah. there's been plenty of things that we've had to have do-overs. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, we'll start from where it all began because we think we think God has a sense of humor that yes. He would use us to help couples because we started off so so rough, so rough, and so wrong. <laughs> really. And so we look. We never would have imagined we would be here and that have the platform that he's given us. But we were college students when we met. Where where was this? This was at, at North Carolina A and T State University. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so Duke was later for you. Duke, grad school, and then and I then went to NC State for NC State for your for your for grad, grad school. school. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you met as undergrads. How old were you? 19. 19. Okay. We met in biology 101. Hello. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that part is true. Okay. But, uh, I saw her. I said, no. I got to have her. <laughs> <laughs> that part is true. We did be in biology 101. Okay. Um, so, well, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Okay. Um, George, you know, his parents were traditional. He grew up in a uh, traditional, I mean, a Christian home. I grew up with a single mom. Okay. Um, my dad abandoned us, so I didn't grow okay. up with with a father figure at all. Okay. And George, where at North Carolina? Um, yeah, in North Carolina. Okay. George came from you know a two parent household, uh, so I feel like even though we didn't know our story began there, but our story began before we even right. met. Right. Right. No, and um, and so George led me to the Lord. Uh, okay. He, we were friends after your dating. <laughs> Or while you were friends? While we were friends. Friends. You, you yes. got to do the missionary thing before you That's start right. dating. I get of course, it. Okay. Of okay. You okay. Do it the right way. Yes. Can I ask you before we move on? Do Do you feel like, I mean, obviously anybody to some degree, but some people more than others. Did you feel like that you were really negatively affected by not having a father growing up, or or did you just kind of? Um, I didn't realize. Okay. Uh, that I was negatively affected because of the denial, right? Like. Okay. You just, I used to make joke and make light of it just because I didn't want anyone feeling sorry for me, okay. right? Okay. And so I was very dismissive about it. But once my relationship with the Lord began, mm. he began to show me the connections mm. of, of that abandonment. And, and that did affect our marriage, right? Okay. Because um, with with that abandonment came a lack of trust for men. Oh. Uh, a lack of respect, a lack of value for men. Because you had told, you had to really had had to probably tell yourself a story about men for all those years because it's like, well, I I can't exactly. be vulnerable and be desperate for this man that's exactly. not here for me. So like, yeah. I don't need. Exactly. Okay. I don't need it. It's not valuable. I'm fine. I. You know, I just don't need a man, yeah. you know, and my mom being hurt by my dad's actions mm. and her dad's actions. She raised me to it, like reinforce that in me. Right. Like you, mm -hmm. you don't need a man. She was a single mom. She's still not married to this day. You know, you don't need a man. You can't trust him. It's, it's not if 
they let you down is mm-hmm. when they okay. let you down. Okay. So this is my mindset uh, coming into my marriage. Um, but God, yeah, but yeah, you didn't re- did you realize or not really realize that those were solidified beliefs in you going into the marriage? Did not. So you didn't even like, it's just this sort of unconscious. And then you get married and you're like, oh, I kind of have these. Okay. Exactly. So how did this start? To- that's, that's because I was her mirror to say, right. It's affecting you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a, I think we need to start a little bit before okay. we actually got married, though, mm-hmm. right? And I think you were starting to talk about us in college, right? Yeah. So I, I led Tondra to the Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so for us, like, the ministry and the calling salvation was at the start of when we kind of started looking at each other a little different, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we're we're leading together uh, one of the largest campus Bible studies in North Carolina A&T State University's mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Like it's like 180 to 200 college wow. kids yeah. every Friday night. Mm-hmm. While you're still, while you're students yourself. While we're yeah. still students. Wow, okay. But yep. we put it on Friday night because all the Christian students were either going home to escape the sin <laughs> or they were indulging in the sin. So right. we put strategically on a Friday night. Well, it grew so big and we were the leaders, not mm-hmm. together, but I was the leader. She was uh, one of our, our leaders. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting her pregnant. Yeah. So, so this no, is... Did you look, did you see his yeah. face? His whole face changed. <laughs> he, he thought, you guys do have some pain. <laughs> yes. Not, not only internal pain, but I, because I know what it is to be a leader and a yes. pastor. Not only internal pain now, mm-hmm. but now you're going to start to deal with I'd imagine public oh. shame. Well, we're in this position. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. The 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 juxtaposition is you can be at the best parts in your life, mm-hmm. and those best parts can be some of the most painful parts, mm-hmm. right? So here we were. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a call from from Tondra saying, "Hey, I'm mm-hmm. I'm pregnant," and I'm and I'm saying, "No, no, no. You you can't be like it was yeah. one time. It was yeah. and we." I don't even know how explicit we need to get, but don't get explicit okay. for me, but <laughs> it was not even a complete, like we caught ourselves in the middle. Uh, I mean, of what was happening and we stopped, but um, this is what I tell my kids all the time. Like there is what you call semen <laughs> that can come out and you can get pregnant. And I just want to even put that out there for all the kids that might be. Yeah thinking they can that's right go to yeah. a door and not and and escape but that you can get pregnant even if you haven't had yeah we're just getting real we're just gonna get real in this in <laughs> i'm this sorry podcast. you had to get it, this real yeah this soon. <laughs> yeah i didn't expect it but the the reality is this is ha- this is this this is what people are dealing with mm-hmm. and so yeah you you're thinking to yourself oh no we're stopping but Mm-hmm. Things happen. Well, no, we weren't living in a sinful relationship, right? No. right? No. We just, the, the Bible says it this way, says that the spirit is willing, mm-hmm. but it's our flesh that gets weak. And, yeah. and any one of your listeners understands their flesh gets mm-hmm. weak, right? right. But, for, but for a leader, when your flesh gets weak, it's magnified mm-hmm. in the public arena. Yes. And then Tondra had to deal with the pain of, yeah. well, you, you trapped Mm-hmm. Yeah. The leader of the largest campus Bible study mm-hmm. in the university's history, mm-hmm. right? And so we went through this automatic moment of there was an excitement that we had a baby on the way. And we, let me just pause and say, we love our son dearly. Yes. Like I can't imagine life yes. he is without our son. He is just a gift from God. But we, we knew, yeah. now we know that mm-hmm. God wanted that baby born. Mm-hmm. But we opened packages. Mm-hmm. Me, I did. Mm-hmm. And I apologized to no. my wife several yeah. times. I opened a package no, we, before we Christmas Day. We right. both did. Right. Right. Yeah. And I should have waited, but mm-hmm. I didn't. But it's when a leader messes up. But just to be clear, you, you, you said you were not living in habitual sin. No. no. It's like it was one time. One, stumble. One I, I, it, it wasn't even long. It was <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna leave the joke right yeah. here. Okay. It wouldn't even remember. Long. Remember, I work in an NFL locker room. It gets graphic. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So that's I, a, that's yeah. important. Yeah, because yeah. It, it also doesn't take. You know, it's like yeah, one time. Exactly. One time. And then there's that. Yeah, there's that contrast of like this is this is ungodly. This is wrong. 
at the same time, it God turns all things, and this and this is God's boy. That's yeah. right. So Absolutely. Okay. But but now you're dealing with the ramifications of the external. in the public eye. And I I want to even just share. We we were leaders in the Bible study, and we led lots of people to the Lord, lots of baptisms. Um, we George was getting ready to preach. Uh, an initial sermon for a church that we were attending and we got pregnant right before he was going to be affirmed as a uh, preacher, a a licensed minister. Wow. And so we had to go to the pastor and tell him that we were pregnant. That's right. And the pastor said that, well, you can't have this, um, you can't do this initial sermon because even though God forgives you, it's a it's a public sin. Like, cause you know, I'll be showing, I'm gonna be pregnant. It's, yeah. you know, you just can't go through with it. That was a very hard time for us um, yes. to, to have that taken away. And- Did you feel like your call, either of you, that your call was now, I can't be used in the, I can't be used in the kingdom or? I, it, it was never that. Okay. At that moment, it wasn't about kingdom at all it was about how do I protect this young lady that mm-hmm. I got pregnant right mm-hmm. and I want to my and, and by the way my 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 father and mother taught me that when you do something you have to take responsibility for mm-hmm. it and so not only was she pregnant but immediately I said I want to marry you mm-hmm. and she looked and she's like no we because I grew up in a single home, a single parent home. That's what I witnessed. And I'm like, no, you don't have to marry me because uh, I can do it without you. Uh, I don't need a man. But remember, okay. that's where that <laughs> that's where that's that background that played into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't need a man. You don't have to marry me. And literally, I, I, I said these words, men out there, don't say these words ever to your, your spouse or your, your girlfriend. But I said, literally, I don't I'm not in love with you, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And I can see us spending the rest of our life together, but I don't want another man raising my son. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take full responsibility and I'm going to do what my dad taught me to do. And so we got married Mm -hmm. and, and that began our, our journey of, of healing. But Mm -hmm. when, when I was a little boy, my grandmother, right before, when you had a sore or scrape, she would put like a, what they called methylet. Uh, was that what it was called? I guess. It was like, it was like alcohol Yeah. and it burned like crazy. And she yeah. would say, I know it's burning, but it's healing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our marriage was healing us from some past things, mm-hmm. but it was so tough when we mm-hmm. first started off yeah. because mm-hmm. Tondra was raised in a single female household that your mom taught you what? Oh, women run the world. Like we mm. run everything, right? Like I said, if men aren't a necessity for life. And, I, and I'm sorry to say that, like, but that's how the devil will have you believing right. some crazy lies in that way. And um, so I thought I was in charge of the household basically. Right. But me, I came from a two parent household where my dad was more the dominant voice. Mm-hmm. So literally day one, our fight was Who's in control? Who's in charge? Yeah, Tandra had, yeah, thought she was in charge. We had a power struggle going on right from the beginning. I literally would call my dad on the phone and say, I'm doing exactly what you would do, and she is not getting it. She's broken. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actual conversations. Yeah. And it was it was tough for us, although we loved each other, although we were committed to trying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know fully her background. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Well, you don't think your background applies to your present or your future you really think it's in your past right exactly but it's only in your past if you've dealt with it you know right Right. we we tell so many people now that you are marrying more than what's in front of you 100 percent. you're marrying what's in them Mm -hmm. you're marrying where they are from you're marrying their history their pain their Mm hang-ups their habits right Mm -hmm. and yet like tondra knew like this guy's like denzel right Mm -hmm. like but I knew she was fine yeah but yet what was coming out of us in our actions it was just not God's best right. it was it was us trying to to figure this out and we we were not ready it was it was a massive amount of pain it was a massive mm-hmm. amount of 
it's not supposed to be like yeah. this, right? Just rejection, pain, suffering. Uh, just we just didn't think we were gonna make it. We we just didn't know how. It was so fast. The before the dust settled, we just didn't even know what we had gotten ourselves into. Yeah, like how, let me give you so. Some how right? old were you when you got married? Twenty-three. How 23. were you? Did you already give birth, or was it in the middle of the pregnancy? Um, sort. Uh, no. Um, we got married before she started yeah, showing. Yeah. I, okay. Got you got married right away. This was like and a shotgun wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That my dad did, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah. you're dealing with, uh, in on top of everything, you're dealing with probably, I'd imagine, the the questions deep down of, yeah, why exactly are we getting married? Mm-hmm. Does he love me? Should he be my husband if it's just for this reason? Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, would he have chosen to be my husband? Mm-hmm. Would she have chosen to be my wife if it wasn't for this? Mm-hmm. And and all that. Yeah. Well, and then and then how long were you a believer at that point? Mm, I don't even know if it was a year yet. Uh, I, was, I would say two. You think it was two? Yeah, we went okay, through okay, campus baby. Bible study at least okay, a year. I, okay, yeah, probably like a year and a half to two years so, that I had been a believer. Yeah. So two years, and then you're, because when you're talking about, like, the roles in the house— mm-hmm. That's both just a really practical thing that anybody of any faith is dealing with. Well, sure. quote, who's in charge? Mm-hmm. But then there's also a spiritual component to it in terms of, is there supposed to be any sort of spiritual authority or leadership mm-hmm. or sure all of that? So now you're dealing with all those pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we meshed well, and, and, and a lot of your listeners could probably appreciate this. I, we meshed well with trying to get along for God. That was mm-hmm. cool, but it was like... Mm-hmm. Don't touch my habits and my hangups. Like I don't, <laughs> like I. If I don't want to speak to you this morning, I don't want to speak to you. But uh, let's pray together. Let's let's do the Christian thing. So we were okay. good at those things, but yeah. we were terrible at mm-hmm. being good lovers of each other. So so I would just give you a for example. Like this woman was so strong that we would come back off of vacation, <laughs> and I would say, "Sweetie, I got the bags. You can go just chill." And she would say, "I don't need you to get my bags." Like I can unpack the car for myself. You go chill. Like you don't. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to. You said do... this like it's a bad thing. Just gotta take notes. Uh, <laughs> I just joke. You know, but I she I thought well, she I'm was just trying to serve you. And that's right. I the, serve at leadership. And yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't need this. And mm-hmm. I, literally, the first two years, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on, but there was a spiritual battle. Okay. Now, we were doing spiritual things, but there was a deeper spiritual battle. And honestly, Craig, mm-hmm. I didn't figure this out until we were in front of another congregation. Mm-hmm. And they were doing prophetic ministry. Mm-hmm. And the prophet says, my daughter, God's healing your heart. Mm-hmm. You even right now, you don't fully trust your husband. We're in front of the entire wow, he's, church. He's doing that. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, OK, let me get a stone real quick because he does not know what he's talking mm-hmm. about. Like. <laughs> Like oh, Old wow. Testament, if you, yeah. if you yeah, prophesy yeah, yeah. the wrong way, got to get stoned. Yeah. And then she starts to shake. Because mm-hmm. he's reading her mail. He's reading her mail. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to say things like, do you remember? Um, I don't. Like, 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 like there's like God's healing your heart. <laughs> like there's some things in you that you were taught that God's coming and he's correcting. Mm-hmm. So I get her home and I'm like, hey, what was all of that? Mm-hmm. And, and I think I missed it, huh? Yeah. She's I, like... Then, <laughs> but then it was the the revelation of yeah, yeah. I, everything that my mom taught me, mm-hmm. everything that the women in my family had taught me was have a plan B. Don't trust a man. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid when he leaves you. It's not if he leaves you, but when he leaves yeah. you. So wow. she wasn't fully in. So that's yeah. why I wasn't getting yeah. her full buy in. Yeah, and yet I realized yeah. then mm-hmm. that's where our problem. Yeah, and I and I feel like you know hindsight now um but i feel like george was paying the price for what my dad didn't do right Mm -hmm. uh what he what i couldn't give him i feel like i was taking it out on george and the lord really just healed me he took me through a journey of healing but i also think my dad i was getting it i was getting it from your mother's old boyfriends too. Yeah, just just you know total total from the whole thing, but I didn't. But you were the closest man that has ever been that close to me. So of course we cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is why, like, just to even try to be vulnerable was touching on things that were protected. Um, 
you went there. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you have undealt with unfinished business and you're trying to move on without going through, the only way to get past yeah. it is to go through it. You got to deal with it. You have to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You can't anger your way from your past. You can't put someone in silent treatment because that's what you grew up doing. You got to confront it. What's in me that I need to deal with? What baggages, what baggage am I carrying that I need to let go and let God heal in my life? Yeah. If, I'm curious yeah. how how the Lord healed you and did it did it feel like to you that he eventually proved himself that he's not going to be the dad or that really it had nothing to do with him and God was just had to do a divine work in you mm -hmm. apart from whether he was a good guy or not mm -hmm. like what oh, did it I think what it, was the process and yeah. how did that happen it was definitely the latter like so it wasn't like okay well now I'm finally convinced because you've been around for three years now it was no, just no. like he God needed true. this supernatural yeah. he would have never been enough it would have never he would have never it didn't been matter enough. Yeah. it didn't matter mm. it was triggering he was triggering right. things in me but it was because God wanted to heal those yeah. things in me, right? That's a word for somebody. That's, he that's highlights beautiful. things yes, because he wants to heal them. Yes. And you're struggling because it's being highlighted, but it's because he wants to heal it. Exactly. So but, how did he start? I, there's another part of that that I like that I, I just feel like there's so many people who you're, you're feeling like your spouse is the is the is the wrong spouse or uh -huh. is the spouse's fault and this is an issue that God has to deal with solely with the individual mm -hmm. and we put so much pressure on our spouse to be God mm -hmm. they're not God mm -hmm. they're just a part of your journey mm -hmm. they're they're God's provision mm -hmm. for you and sometimes we reject that provision because of the pain from our past mm -hmm. and yet you know, we, we, we learned, you know, that the, the good thing about us is that we were serious about we wanted to be married and we wanted to do the best job we could for our son. And so mm -hmm. even though we had this intense two years of, of arguing and trying to, you know, prove that we're right, that when we started self-studying mm -hmm. to sort of say, let's work on this. And we went to marriage retreats mm -hmm. and we read marriage books and yeah. we went to one marriage retreat. How many years did we go to that marriage retreat? Oh, man, seven years. Seven years straight. Straight. Three kids to remember. Mm -hmm. And we knew every blank. After the third year, we uh -huh. knew every fill in the blank, but we went back every year. Uh -huh. And then we started taking couples the, from our that church. habit and the discipline of us working on our marriage and not letting it fall That's right. to the wayside. We, we had to learn to take our, our marriage into like a garage and let somebody open the hood, check out the spark plugs, mm -hmm. change the oil, and then put us back and say, now you're ready to go for another mm -hmm. 3,000, 4,000 mm -hmm. miles. And I, and I do want to at least not skip this part about healing as well, because that was healing our marriage, right. learning how to be married, learning how to relate in a biblical way. I mean, you know what God intended for marriage, but even personally, me coming out of the denial about the abandonment and neglect of my father, my dad, and forgiving him. Mm. I have to let it go if I'm going to go to the next level with what God wants for me. And that was holding me back. And it was long enough. I was done mm. with the behaviors, unconscious things that had ran rampant in my single life and now it's coming into my married life and I don't want it to come into my parenting life. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I just want to say that for the viewers out there, it's like forgiveness is a part. Forgiveness is not that that person, you're letting them off the hook. Forgiveness is right. to release your spiritual bondage, your That's spiritual good. attachment so that you can be free to step into what God has right. for you. Yeah, right. And I do believe that was a big part of how God started redeeming our story. And that was, so you're saying that was a big part of your inner healing mm -hmm. from all that stuff was you forgiving him. Mm -hmm. And then what else, what else was included in that? Was it just a process that he took you on in the secret place or did you do counseling? Did you, mm -hmm. other than the marriage retreats that you guys mm -hmm. went on, mm -hmm. what? 
maybe there yeah. wasn't anything specific, but if there was. Yeah, so personally, it was me attending um, healing retreats and Bible studies, reading books about bitterness and mm -hmm. betrayal, like everything I felt like God led me to. So he was like, girl, you're going to get this healing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you went, she things. went through a, a program uh, called Cleansing Stream. Yes. Oh, okay. Cleansing Stream. Yep. Yep. So I, I would characterize as she laid herself on the altar. Mm -hmm. She just said, mm -hmm. just do the deep work in me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm proud of Tanya yeah. because I've seen the transformation. Mm -hmm. And not that she was a project, but mm -hmm. I'm saying I've seen her fully submit mm -hmm. to God. Yeah. Whatever you want to do with me, mm -hmm. heal me, mm -hmm. cleanse me take whatever out of me that needs to get out of me. Mm -hmm. She laid down so much. And when she got up off that table, I'm telling you, man, mm -hmm. our marriage has not been the same yeah. since. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm well, about to cry now. I know. It's like, it's like night and day. And now I, I want you to know this though, Craig, I'm not suggesting that it was Tondra's fault. No. Right. It, it was both of what we brought to the mm -hmm. table. But Tondra, when we looked at what she was dealing with, it was just the, I would say to her, can't you cover me? Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. it's, so, so I would say like, Hey, let's, let's, um, let's, let's go and talk to this parenting couple that they're really doing it well. And my wife, she would say, well, what's wrong with my parenting? Aren't I a good parent? I say, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, let's, let's get better. But it was just those things to, from the past that it was like, we were constantly in a struggle, but once she got off of the altar and God helped, I mean, it took a six or yeah. seven year process, but, mm -hmm. but I can yeah. tell you it was 20 times to a hundred times better being yeah. married yeah. after that moment. And counseling was a part of that. It wasn't direct counseling. I went into a counseling program for my master's. And if you're going to be a great counselor, you have to deal with your stuff. Sure. So I had a group of counselors that was holding mm. me accountable in through our classes were very like act proactive classes. So I just wanted to give a plug, me being a licensed mental health counselor, counseling does work and it is a part of your healing journey. And I just have to say that because as Christians, you feel like, oh, if I can just pray and That's just right, right. get some yes. deliverance and, you know, study the Bible, which all that is, is, right. is included. Yeah. That's right. But yes, you can go through counseling. God yeah. is God is the wonderful counselor. He uses right. counselors. I will as well. send the counselor to you. <laughs> That's it. No, we're living in a we're living in a better season now than than I think ever before in the sense that mental health is not as stigmatized and in the church that but you're absolutely right it's like we have different enemies and different battles and you can't only always fight the same enemy right that's yeah. right your yeah. flesh is different than mm -hmm. demonic forces and mm -hmm. different than the world and so uh yeah you should do the bible study you should fast mm -hmm. you should be involved in faith community but there's other tools mm -hmm. counseling and right so it's it's like all of the above so mm -hmm. that's good that's it so you know, like different people can have a, a million different types of pain and types of struggles. You know, mm -hmm. for one, it's maybe an addiction to a substance or for one person, it might be they, they just struggle with anger issues or, or greed and money's their issue and all this. And so when it comes to you guys, it, like you're doing one of your primary ministries, obviously none of us are boxed in, but one of your primary functions in ministry that God has you in right now is to do with marriages and relationships mm -hmm. and it, and so looking back would you say i mean this was the topic you chose to speak about in regards to your pain so i'd imagine it was one of the areas of the biggest pain and struggle in your life mm -hmm. and now it's become mm -hmm. <laughs> literally one of the biggest areas that god's using you in mm -hmm. sure and mm -hmm. so i'd you know looking back you'd be like i never would have imagined mm -hmm. but how how did that, I mean, you had a full, you had a practice, mm -hmm. you're probably counseling people on any number of issues. Mm -hmm. You're a pastor and, and, you know, and, and then even a chaplain isn't probably typically, I'd imagine per se hired for relationship. It's just chaplain in general. Mm -hmm. So how, how has this become like your area of expertise? How did God take you from that pain to what you guys are doing then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I would say that, man, if, if, we, we are pictures of God's grace, yeah. right? Like 
we were, we are the crooked stick trying to make a straight line. But what God did for us was he says, I'm going to use your pain to bring healing to others. And once we embrace that, like that God was going to expose our pain and yet bring healing, we embraced it like mm-hmm. dearly. So we think everything we do mm-hmm. from chaplain role to leaders of marriage at Saddleback to, to having our own marriage brand called Journey for Life, whatever we're doing, we're helping couples. When I'm on the field helping a player, that player is has got a girlfriend or he's got a wife. That coach has a wife. Mm-hmm. The front office staff has family. So everything we do mm-hmm. is for the families and the one thing that we always talk about is our past and is our pain mm. because it's a talking point. In fact, one of my gospel, uh, one of my probes to a gospel conversation is just asking a player, how's your family? How's your wife? Mm-hmm. In the middle of practice, the chap says, how's your wife? And he immediately looks down if there's problems mm-hmm. and then I can immediately pick it up. And then right. sometimes we'll meet afterwards and he'll say, chap, you know, I don't understand how you've been married 28 years and you love your wife. You post about your wife. You travel. How do you do it? Right. Then I say, you know what? I couldn't have done it without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus healed mm-hmm. our marriage. He healed our pain. And so our our story is mobile. We travel with that story because mm-hmm. it gives people hope. Yeah. Um, and how we started doing the ministry was it was out of that pain that of not being prepared for marriage. Um, and not knowing what we were up against to fight, that when George was pastoring at a church in North Carolina, he had like eight couples to come and ask him to marry them. Or we were doing uh, pastoral counseling, couples counseling with couples, and they were just like wanting our blessing to get divorced. Uh. And uh, so George was like, hey, can you, like, I don't want to marry any couple without them being prepared right, right. for the road ahead. I, I, I care about not their wedding. Right. I care about their marriage. Right, right, right. But right. because eight couples asked me at one time, I couldn't do all their pre-marriage counseling mm-hmm. at once. So I had to tell four of the eight, I can't do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I said to Tondra, hey, apart, because she wanted to go back to school to be a counselor. So mm-hmm. I said, your first project, your intern now for the church, <laughs> yes. create a pre-marriage class yes. to take off the counseling load from senior pastors. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, one out of one, one so the only thing that we have to do is we'll, we'll dig down deep mm-hmm. on where they need to go deeper but lay couples could do the rest. So mm-hmm. we were getting lay couples trained and Tondra was, she was, she's the yeah. master of mine. Yeah. So, yeah. So that we didn't know that God, sorry. We didn't know that God was building our marriage ministry from right, those yeah. classes. That's right. ah. That's right. And so we started those classes. Uh, we did that and established it to that church. That church continues those classes. Even when we went to plant a church in New York city, right. we started doing those classes in New York city uh, as well, which was a whole different, different content <laughs> where people were living together yes. to save on rent. Yeah. They were, right. they were friends with benefits and all this stuff. <laughs> they didn't know, they didn't know how to do marriage. So then they just did it the world's way. Right. And that's so easy for us. Right. It's just keep doing it like the world does. But what we did was we started pre-marriage classes in New York city communities and and people would come and they say we don't know about this Jesus, but we 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 think you guys. Oh, are so it wasn't just like a church thing. It was no. just hey, no, it was just it was our church's outreach. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, and marriage became our church's outreach. Yes. Right, and so wow. so so people who lived together for years yeah. they came through our class, mm-hmm. and they would say things like. Well, the reason why we're not married is because we didn't know how to be married. But you guys have made it look so simple. And Jesus does help in your marriage. And mm-hmm. I, I think we need Jesus. And mm-hmm. we would say, you think you, think you, you think? need Jesus? <laughs> really? Right? Yeah. And, help and with that. just teaching people to deal with their baggage, teaching people uh, what the God's idea of marriage was, what you're supposed to do, what's the role of a husband and wife. Not like household roles, but why did God create marriage type things? Right. Right. And then what to expect, right? So many people, uh, they get married or they, they're prepared for marriage. And the only thing they can think about is the wedding, but we take them deeper and just ask those deeper questions. And so we, we, we use a tool book and the tool book gets uh, a wife to, or or, or a fiance to ask a female fiance to answer the questions. The male fiance answers the question and then they get together Mm -hmm. and then they say, what'd you get? 
Mm-hmm. So it's how many kids you want to have. Tondre says, I want to have 10. And I said, oh, I just want two. Well, right. that might be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you get married. Yeah. So talk about it beforehand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that is how we slowly started drifting into a marriage ministry. Right. Um, and so when we were in New York City, we were like, well, maybe we should actually make this official since we do these classes. Um, people are asking us to come and do their um you know, do groups and speak at couples events, let's formulate something official so people can know how to contact us mm-hmm. so we can come help them with their marriages. And that's where Journey for Life was born, which that's is right. our marriage ministry. The Lord was like, <laughs> marriage is a journey. It should be for life. And yeah. I was like, okay, Journey for Life. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a URL and cool. and then the first company that reached out to us was the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Hits, that's how we got our start yeah. helping oh, in the league. But remember, well, you might not know this, but in, in the NFL, the divorce rate is 70% after retirement. So we prayed one of these prayers like, Lord, we just don't want you to use us or or we have pictures of your God of God's grace, but we want to be in the most decimated communities wow. that's torn apart in their marriage. Mm-hmm. 70% wow. after retirement get divorced in the NFL. And then we were like... Ding. Okay, God's answered our, our prayer. And so mm-hmm. we started helping the Jets mm-hmm. with marital stuff, not mm-hmm. chaplain role, marital stuff. Oh, the mm-hmm. Giants heard about what we were doing. They said, you can't just go to that other New York team. You got to come mm-hmm. to our team. And then sooner or later, the chaplain for the Giants introduced us to all of the NFL chaplains and said, mm-hmm. literally, we're in a room. Mm-hmm. And the giant chaplain stood up and said, if you guys don't get the Gregory's to come to your team, you're missing out. They know what they're doing. Wow. And it, I was like, did he just do that? Like, <laughs> we don't have to advertise. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. And our heart was, we don't want any couple to have to go and figure marriage out That's in the right. dark like we did. Because right, yeah. it's by the grace of God that we are still t- together today, That's even it. more in love and wow. enjoy each other. And What's your fond looks to? That's what <laughs> hey, God, you know, <laughs> so, so I'm saying, um, so you see how you got me off? But um, we created Journey for Life because it was out of our wanting to help other couples. We created it to be what we needed right. when we were going through. So we simply say Journey for Life exists to equip mm-hmm. and to educate couples on their journey to have successful relationships and marriages. We all, None of us sign up to fail in our marriage. In right. fact, I do it with the players all the time. I say, which one of you guys want to be a loser? And no one raised their hand. <laughs> I said, but but 70% of you guys will lose in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And they say, but how do we offset that? I say, you got to be proactive now. Wow. You can't be reactive. You mm-hmm. got to be proactive. So we just help give people the tools. And Tondra is the secret sauce to the tools. Mm-hmm. Like for me, Beautiful. I've been speaking on large stages or you know, preaching the gospel for a, a, a long time. But Tondra had... Had, she's like the one-on-one, you know, Mr. Miyagi behind the scenes. She is right. a great counselor. But my challenge to her once she got her degree was we need to take you from one-on-one to one to the masses or two to the masses. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when the shift came is mm-hmm. when we started helping in the NFL teams and then we got our own team, the Chargers. And mm-hmm. and literally, I got to tell this story. Yeah. When we when we become the chaplains of the NFL of, a, of the Chargers, we get a call from uh, a marriage uh, ministry, and they say, we want you to come to our, to our church. It was Gateway, mm-hmm. and um, we were pa- Pastor Robert Morrison, yeah. and they said, we, we want you to, to do one of our sessions. And I said, uh, you know what? We're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And little Missy over here <laughs> from the background says, yes, we are, too. Tell them we'll do it. <laughs> and so, I, was, I was like, well, God has given us yeah. an opportunity. We don't yeah. want right. to like, say no, God. <laughs> Right, but remember, she's the one hundred and one. Yeah, she's, she had never spoken to anything. Oh, yeah, she would read it though. Right. So we get to the church. She sees the massive sanctuary, six thousand seat auditorium. Yeah. And she says to me, she says, "Hey, this is so big. Where is our breakout room?" And I said, "Babe, they'll show us the breakout room in just a few moments." So we go out. We go in the back room, the green room, and. Then they say, we're ready to get you mic'd up. She says, but when are they going to show us our breakout room? I said, babe, they're going to show us. 
They start micing us up backstage, and she finally grabbed my arm. She says, you lied to me, didn't you? I was like, I thought, this is why you don't over-listen to somebody's conversation. Because right. you don't know what you're That's right. To. You should not have. <laughs> anyway, You so. thought you were asked to do a little break. You're yes. like, yeah, we're ready. Yeah. And you knew it was the mainstay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was didn't. like, okay, if you think we're ready. So I said that. <laughs> so she said, you go out there. I'm going to stay in the background, and I'm going to back you up. And I said, no, you're nah, not. Nah, nah, we're nah. going to go out there together, Yeah. and we're going to do what we do on smaller stages, but we're going to do it on this big stage. Yeah. And so Tondra literally... <laughs> is nervous you can tell if you ever see the, the video and then she tells a joke mm -hmm. and everybody in the auditorium cracked up and then Tondra's like shocked she's like okay me i'm funny right <laughs> and she takes a curtsy a curtsy bow like, oh, no. and they crack up again <laughs> i kid you not Craig. i after that moment i couldn't shut her up <laughs> She's just yapping and yapping in a good way. She's spitting her her knowledge, yeah. and I'm saying, babe, but we got three minutes, and we're only halfway through. And she and, she, and then literally in the film, you'll see it. I, I take out my pen and I click it, and I write T I M E, and I circled it. And she's like, it's time to go. But what did, what that did for wow. us though? That was our first major stage. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we, we 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 now teach on stage at at Saddleback. Of course, we've done. Uh, uh, man, we've done this Spark Conference at Lakewood like, with Pastor Joel Osteen. Yeah. And man, we've preached on some of the largest mm -hmm. stages in America. But where do we preach from? We don't preach from our our insta life. We preach from our brokenness. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. We just lay our brokenness before the yeah. Lord every time we talk. And we say, Lord, if our brokenness mm -hmm. is going to heal people's marriage, put our brokenness on display. Because yeah. it's God's work. And that's it. You know, it's not for us to hold on to. Is for us to give away um, and and help because I, I always say this is legacy work. This is generational work. Uh, if we can reach these couples, they can pass this their godly, healthy right. marriage onto their kids and and so forth. And so that's one of the things that people like about when we come to speak. It's like wow, you guys like so many people are like, oh, that's me or that happened to me or that's us and. It's like, thank you for sharing that because we thought we were the only ones, right. you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah, people don't want experts just telling them what to do. Right. They kind of want you to get into the well mm -hmm. and say, you know what? It's dark down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we've been down here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We know the way up at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's help you to get at the top. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about when we invite people on their journey for life is, mm -hmm. is, is when they invite us in, what they get is they get an everyday couple. Mm -hmm who reaches the influencers of the influencers mm -hmm. at an elite level. Yeah. And yet we go into just ordinary homes and we do it no matter who you are. We just tell you mm -hmm. that God can change, transform and touch. He can redeem what we give him, but we just got to give it to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the main thing is um, it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't have to determine where you end up. That's good stuff. You, you walking with God determines that. And I just feel like people go away feeling like, whoa, if God could do that for their marriage, because they were sure. a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How, you know, we just need to work like them and maybe we can be where they are yeah. today. Yeah. You know, you know one, of, one of the critical things that, that we heard probably five or six years into our marriage was uh, our, our, our marriage mentor, we call, you know, Jimmy Evans. We've esteemed Jimmy Evans and, and the work of XO and, and marriage today uh, so much. But Jimmy Evans says this, this line, he says, you have a 100% chance uh, to have a successful marriage, 100% chance. And how do you do it? You got to give it to God and you got to work it. You got to put your all in. And so that's what we do. That's what you know, the elite players, they practice every day. Tondra and I practice love, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we, we crawled out of that hole because we were simply saying, God, you know, we're, we're crooked, crooked sticks, but we're going to try to make a straight line for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, thank you for sharing that. And uh, this is going to be a great episode for people to hear. And, and we're going to give we're going to give the links to your tools and everything at the end. Mm -hmm. Conversations in contrast is about two primary things. One what is one of the worst or hardest things you've ever been through in your life? And let's talk about that pain. And then the second, and it's not as long, but I just wanted to always end these episodes on something awesome. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so I always go behind the person's back and ask their friends or family mm-hmm. member, like, hey, what's something amazing that maybe they wouldn't talk about? Because it might sound like bragging, but you know that they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm so interested and excited about this part of the episode because I texted both of you about the other person secretly. And I don't think you guys know what each other said, right? Right. I told her what to say. No, I'm no. joking. Yeah. No. no. So I was like, hey, just what's something that's selfless or healthy or awesome or amazing that the other person does? And so you guys don't know this, but you each texted me about the other person about the same subject. Whoa. <laughs> Which is very interesting. It has nothing to do with marriage. It has nothing to do with you reading your Bible in the morning. And so this is a subject that we haven't had somebody brag on somebody else about. Um, and so Tondra, he said that you in this last, this, this season that you're in right now mm-hmm. have laid down your life and sacrificed to be a caregiver mm-hmm. for his mom. Yes. Yes. And then you didn't know this, but she said of, of all the things she could have said about you and being a husband, father, your life with Jesus, all this, she said the way that he honors his parents is incredible mm-hmm. and so i was just so surprised you guys brought up the same subject and you're bragging about the other person mm-hmm. about this subject yeah. and number two relationships and marriage i think is one of the things that this culture and generation needs help with the most and another thing is how to honor parents mm-hmm. because in our culture we've all but lost that yeah. and as you know it is deeply biblical mm-hmm. and in fact the first commandment from god mm-hmm. with a promise sure and so that's just crazy that you yes. guys both have brought this up without talking yeah. about it so can we just take a few minutes mm-hmm. and because this has nothing to do with marriage your primary but this is something that you both said about each other what what is it that has led to this and uh if you feel comfortable and you can sure. tell us a little bit about the season you're in and what what that looks like mm-hmm. and um, and then maybe just give a little charge on and what your heart is towards a generation yeah. of people that need to learn what it is to honor. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has everything to do with marriage, mm-hmm. by the way, because in, in my mother and father's marriage, uh, my dad was uh, a stickler for honor, uh, your mother and father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he taught you that. And then he would say, so that your day is going to be longer. <laughs> that's the promise. Yeah, that, that that's the meant. problem. But we always joked about that in the house and, my mom and dad had been married before he passed away 52 years. Wow. And one of the ways that we dug ourselves out of the hole was to look at their marriage mm-hmm. and to see what principles that we could take from their marriage and, mm-hmm. and take into our marriage. And so so when my dad passed, my mother started to develop. And my mother was a full-time caretaker of my dad for six. She retired to take care of him. Mm-hmm. So. So, but, but it was so traumatic. I mean, caretaking is so hard mm-hmm. when right. you're doing it primarily by yourself. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a stickler with, I don't want any nurses to come in here and wash me or take care of me. Your mother will do it. And mother was, was just, I'm good with doing it because that's what makes him comfortable. But huh. my mother started developing memory loss and, and, re, and repetitive uh, ideology. So she would repeat the same thing over and over. And so turned out that she had early stages of, of Alzheimer's mm. and now has progressed into the more moderate stage. And, mm. and then she said, I don't want to live by myself. And she couldn't live by herself. And so uh, my wife, who's the hero of my family, in my opinion, mm. she said, we, your mother can live with us. Mm-hmm. And I know this is that without my wife, I couldn't honor my mother like that but it's a joy it's a it's a hard work but it's a joy and we are busy we travel we speak and yet the beautiful moments of pause to say mom we told you this four times already (laughs) but eat your cereal just it brings us back down to her. It brings us back down to earth to say as high as we go on whatever platforms we are, we're just sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And I can love God, our father, Mm -hmm. because I've seen what it's like to emulate an earthly father 
And I can be a good son because I watched an earthly father say, that's the principle that God loves. And so Tundra just helps me in that regard. Yeah. She's she's the hero. Yeah. And I just feel like um, when we say marriage is a journey for life, like it's not just in the good times. Like you have to sacrifice and I just believe it's God's design. Like, I really believe the family is the vehicle that God designed for his character and his legacy mm -hmm. to be passed from one generation sure. to the next. It's like our kids seeing us take care of his parents mm -hmm. with their illnesses. They're in awe. We're instilling something in them right. of God's character right. and nature. And the sacrifices that we are dying to ourselves, laying down our lives for each other, there's no way I would have, I know how much George loves his parents and honors his parents. I'm going to join him in that. I would never have him make a, a different decision or be torn yeah. in his, what I feel like God calls us to do. Um, but the beauty of that, Craig, is this, is that my promise to her is I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the wheels fall off for my mother. But it's her decision mm -hmm. when enough is enough, mm -hmm. meaning with resources, right. you know, naturally people have to, right. you know, grab, uh, move, move uh, parents into assistant living or memory care. Mm -hmm. But yet I'm not going to lose my marriage mm -hmm. for trying to do something that's honorable mm -hmm. for my mom. It's my wife, whenever she says, I... I have done a lot. And caretakers, you understand what I'm talking about. Right. There is just another level where you got to say, this is beyond my care. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beautiful thing is, again, mm -hmm. we're still inside of this marriage covenant. We're trying to honor mom mm -hmm. and my dad's legacy. You guys. And we're trying to teach our kids how to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But yet I'm determined that I won't lose my marriage mm -hmm. because we're caretakers. And so... It's somehow in God's economy, what I think is, is God's got it all. Yeah. He's yeah. given us the grace. grace. He's given us the grace. The energy. To lead at a high level. Yeah. To help bring transformation. But yet, on the God. base level, man, we're just sons and daughters. Yeah. And I, and I do believe if you do what, do things the way God intended, you won't miss out on anything. I just feel like sometimes right. people want to say, oh, I got to do this and I can't do what God wants me to do over here because I'm busy doing these things. Right. And you don't realize, I've just seen it too many times in our lives. When we do what God has for us to do and not worry about the outcome of that, he always does even better. There's a scripture about that. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven yes. and his righteousness. Yes. All these other things, they're going to yes. be added. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow, you guys, that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That 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 subject alone could have been a whole show just mm -hmm. to encourage a generation. So, thank you guys. Um, I want maybe one or both of you to say a prayer. But before that, where can people find you if they want to get connected to your ministry, other than joining, uh, becoming a charger, <laughs> or joining Saddleback here locally if you're mm -hmm. in the Lake Forest area? Mm -hmm or Southern California area, find a Saddleback, but how could they find you online? Sure. Our, our marriage brand is journeyforlifenow.org. Journey, Journey for Life Now. Journey for Life Now, because the URLs are taken from right. Journey for Life. So okay. it's it's an action word, journeyforlifenow.org. Yeah. You can find us at, at Instagram at, at still Journey for Life Now. Okay. And uh, that's beautiful. Sweetie, you want to pray? Yes. All right. Lord, thank you so much for... Craig and his wife doing this ministry that you've called them to do, that they are sacrificing so that they can invest in your kingdom. Um, and I just pray for the listeners and viewers of their podcast that you would impart whatever you need to in the lives of these people who are listening and following them. Uh, and Lord, I just ask that you would touch each marriage who, who, whatever marriage is out there feeling discouraged or, you know, not full of hope about what you can do in their marriage, I pray that their hope mm. is renewed. Right. I pray that their mm. faith is renewed, and I pray that they will go and get the work done, you know, do the work they need mm -hmm. to uh, to move past whatever uh, 
place that they're stuck in. Uh, and I just thank you, and I just ask that you would just cover it all mm-hmm. under under your your presence and your spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Craig, can I can I say one thing before we before we end? So Tadra and I we just signed our, a book deal, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and we're so excited because it's been 20 years in the making, right. and uh, we're so we're writing a book called The Marriage Game Plan, yeah. ah. and it's based off our love for sports and what we do as chaplains, yeah. but but in a in a biblical you know marriage sense, and so each chapter will be lessons on how to develop mm-hmm. the couple each couple will develop their own game plan mm-hmm. going chapter by chapter so that when they finish each chap when they finish the book they'll have these exercises that they can put in their playbook yeah and they'll know the plays that they're running they'll know mm-hmm. the team that they're on they'll they'll understand why they do marriage together and we can't wait for that resource mm-hmm. uh to come out it's uh the the manuscript isn't due until April 2024. Yeah. Book doesn't come out till July 2025. But yeah, if your followers want yeah to find out more about our journey with that, they can go to our website journeyforlifenow.org and they can sign up for book updates because because yeah. we're going to be writing and we're going to be updating a lot about our book. We're really excited about it. Yes, we are. So, well, thank you guys for joining thank today. You. We really appreciate your story and your transparency and. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, whether uh, watching on video or audio. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. Thank you. Bye.